Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 107 FM in Kruenstadt. It's just gone 19 minutes after 8pm on this Friday evening, heading into the second and last hour of the show. Joining me on the line is Voyim Pofu, a resident motoring journalist, Madam Driving in Hills herself. Voyi, thank you so much for joining us on this Valentine's Day evening. I hope I'm not, I'm not um, you know, kind of taking you away from somebody who, who wants to share some red, red wine with you. <laughs> like you've been teasing everybody that's so much I know, it's I'm been so much fun. <laughs> I'm going to turn the tables on you. What did you up to this after this show? Is it out? I am going to be having a very romantic dinner with my six-year-old who actually baked me heart-shaped biscuits. So, oh. yes, yeah, so that is my Valentine's. My my little boy is my Valentine's. But let's talk oh. about something a lot more serious. Uh, mm. Correct driver seating position. Now, I come from the hood, right? And mm. in the hood... <laughs> The correct driving seating position seems to be almost lying down backwards. You know, you almost just, you, you, basically your eyes must just be over the steering wheel to see over the top. I'm guessing that this is not actually how it's supposed to be done. You're guessing absolutely correctly. Not at all, if you want to be safe. So um, a lot of people do such, you know, in weird for me, positions, you know, within the driver's um, seat. And um, the, the cars are not built, you know, for the optimal driver seating positions because drivers are different shapes, sizes, heights, etc. So you've always got to make sure that you find the driver's seating position that is ideal for you, for your frame, for your, for your width and for your height. Mm-hmm. And to do so, you basically need to, I would say the first thing that you need to do is to push your chair right back, yeah, as far as it can possibly go and basically work your way uh, forward, forward towards the steering wheel from there. And there are a couple of elements that you need to be uh, cognizant of. So it's just the height of the cha- of, of the seat, okay? You want to be able to see over the steering wheel, not through it. <laughs> like what you just described with that. Yeah. You, you don't want to also, you also don't want to be looking up or bending, you know, your neck so that you're looking down onto the road. So the height is important. The backrest is important. It needs to be adjusted so that it can basically support you from the shoulders right down to the small of your back. Um, and the position of your knees on, and your legs. Your legs should not be overextended in order to reach the pedals. Your feet, the balls of your feet should sit squarely in the center of each of those pedals and be able to reach, you know, any of them optimally, as well as the bend of your knees. Some people sit at right angles you know, over the um, edge of the seat, yeah. which basically compromises your circulation. You don't want that. Um, so you need to be at about a 20, 30 degree angle so that, you know, the blood flows um, um, optimally as well as, you know, it, it helps you with your comfort. And to test that, you can just basically put your forefinger and your middle finger, then must be able to fit quite comfortably with a little bit of play between the seat and the back of your Yeah, because I was about to say, we, nobody walks around with a protractor to be seeing 20, 30 degree angles <laughs> of their knees from well, their seats. Like, okay, uh, you're right. Let's just use the forefinger and the middle finger to get in between you know, the seat and um, the back of your knee. And then also one of the things that make people get wrong a lot of the time is that you are basically sub- submarine into your seat, which mm-hmm. is, your, your knees being higher than your um, hips, hips, and that is incorrect. Your hips need to be just about in line with your knees. Um, so it's almost like at the right hand 
you know, angle. If you find that you're sitting in your seat and you're sinking into it for whatever reason and you've erased the lever and the seat as far up as you possibly can, but still can't, um, are not comfortable or feeling safe, then put a cushion or a folded towel or whatever the case might be, just to give you that little elevation. The other thing that I think that a lot of people forget about, uh, or maybe it's just me because I've had a golf for so many years, is is that the fact that um, you know with with new cars you can actually move or or, or put up your steering wheel. Uh, you can yeah. move it up or down. And I find mm-hmm. that because I'm particularly short, I have to move myself right to the front. And a lot mm-hmm. of times when the when the cars come out you know that steering wheel is too low so it's almost on my lap and I need to move the steering wheel up that's right so you need to make sure that the, your knees do not touch the bottom of the steering wheel yeah. and as you rightly said Lizette uh, modern cars nowadays come out with what we call a telescopic steering wheel basically you can move it up down in towards the dashboard or pull it out towards you that basically also um, optimizes your seating position and your overall safety at the end of the day. You are kidding me. I can pull it out? I did not yeah. know this. Not too far. Hi, boy. <laughs> now, you must come visit me with one you of know, these cars. Just, I want to see what that looks like. You know, a couple of inches comes out towards you, um, <laughs> you know, sitting on the dashboard, as you just described, in terms of trying to get as close as possible, as safe as possible. Yeah. And how you can basically measure that you are a safe distance from the uh, steering wheel. Remember that the uh, airbag is also situated within the steering wheel. Yes. Right? So you don't want to be too close to that thing, otherwise it's going to clap you at the rate of knots if anything should happen. Um, you want to basically make sure that there is a, a bit of a crock in your arm, so a little bit of a, a bend within your arm when you're holding the steering wheel, let's say at um, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you know, position on the steering wheel. Uh, so your arms mustn't be overextended to okay. reach the steering to wheel. Reach the steering wheel. Uh, just, as, just as much as your legs shouldn't be overextended to reach the pedals. Okay. Now, of course, uh, we live today in a world where there's a lot of uh, residential complexes um, and uh, child safety is one of those things. Although, you know, there's so many um, speed humps in, in, in complexes. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that child safety is, is a huge problem? <sighs> Yes. Um, this is a, a bit of an emotional one for me, Vivek. I almost killed a child last weekend. Wow. Um, in, a, in a complex I was visiting, Bonnier, Bonnier de Diza, you've yes. been on the show. As I was leaving her, her, her apartment, um, headed towards the main gate, a child ran out of, you know, from one side of the road to the other in front of me, and I happened to be on my bike. And it really scared everything, you know, out of me because it was a group of kids. So the first group of kids ran out from left to right and they stood on the on my right hand side. Another group of children stayed, you know, on the left hand side and this one child decided just as I was five seconds away from passing her to cross. This child was not see what what two, two and a half, three years old. She didn't come up to my knees oh, as no. I was seated on my bike. So she was lower than that. And I didn't have much of an option. This child put me in a very precarious position. I couldn't swerve to the right where the other kids, kids were. It was an unpredictable yeah. situation. I, I didn't know what it would happen. I couldn't. The other reason I couldn't swerve to the right is because she was already going in that direction. And if I would swerved to the right, would have been going in the same direction. I would have hit her. I couldn't swerve to the left because there were other kids standing, you know, under the car park there. Mm. Um, so, I, and I couldn't exactly try to run her over either. So I had no other choice except to drop the bike drop and fall the bike. in order to not hit this child. My point is, the speed humps within residential uh, areas, yes, but that speaks to the responsible motorist, mm. which I trust I am. It doesn't say anything, and I haven't come across a law within 
body corporates and complexes that actually talks to the responsibility of the parents to teach their children to respect, you know, cars. Because these kids were standing, they saw me coming from a way back, from a way, you know, um, from quite a while. As I approached them, this little thing decided to sprint across the road. I could have changed her life. And here's the thing. On the bike, my bike, my little my little big bike, weighs two hundred and thirty two kgs. Yeah. So I was explaining to the board of corporate because this whole week has been a discussion about this whole the seriousness of this. I would have hit the child, my son would have gone over this toddler. Remember, two two and a half, two years old does not come up to my knees when I'm sitting on my bike. I would have hit her and the full weight of my bike, two hundred and thirty two kgs would have gone over, over her. her with this wheel. Remember, this is a bike, it's short. Mm. The second wheel would have followed a couple of seconds later. That, was, that would be another 232 kgs that would have had to carry. And that child would have been dead before I got off my bike to check what had happened. Mm. Okay, on so, that note. Parents. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted parents to know that at all times and teach them, please. If there's one thing that you can do, teach your children to respect vehicles, bikes, vehicles. Um, motorbikes, cars, whatever. Stay away from that.